Hello all, this is Blonde Haired Girl, and I woke up, well I wake up throughout the night, and I had woken up in the middle of the night with this inspiration to do something, and then I woke up this morning with more. <laughs> it makes me laugh. I am, um, I'm still considering this trip. I really am. I Last night, I uh, stayed up a little bit later, like I just kept looking at all these Airbnbs in California and I cannot necessarily get a straight answer, but I do not think that there is a problem crossing the border. Um, I don't think there's a problem crossing the border. So, and I had asked one of the Airbnbs, like, what are people doing? Like if the beaches are closed and and he wrote back and said that they are um he said they're just doing things in town like they're they're running and but just not on the beach so I was um I'm still thinking about taking my trip and I'm actually thinking about filming it like I had this like vision this morning about um taking I have this um uh like this arm that I do some of my uh YouTubes with and I was thinking about bringing that <laughs> and and doing a lot of filming and um and the trip and just like things that come to mind for me um I was thinking a little bit more about this idea of the gap of living in the gap between the unmanifest and the manifest because it's been for me personally just such a a joy kill I'm just going to call it a joy kill it just kills my joy um and it's not like it's this exciting unknown <laughs> in all actuality it's not this exciting unknown because in my particular circumstance as of yet I'm I'm sort of coming I'm not I'm not at an equilibrium like a lot of it is based on actual need which I know is a terrible word to say when you're trying to manifest Apparently, if you say, I need something, <clears throat> you, you push it away from yourself. It's, it's sort of like something's in the pool and you reach in to get it and it just floats away from you instead of to you. And so that's the way I visualize it. And so I've been thinking about this, this gap because... I am learning to master the skills of joyful living, of just pretty consistently joyful living. I know that things are going to happen. They're just going to happen, you know, but I, I plan to master these skills and I, I will be doing this for the rest of my existence. <laughs> So, um, 
Anyway, last night, um, so I absolutely love this one brand of clothing. I've loved them for a long time. I think it's been 15, at least 15, 16, 17 years, maybe even longer that I've just loved this brand called Free People. It's sort of bohemian, I guess you could call it. Um, not all their clothes are bohemian, but um, they just put so much detail into their clothes. Like, they are to their clothes as I am to cakes. <laughs> so they have, like, the most amazing patterns and fabrics, and they just take time with things. Their their merchandise is just absolutely gorgeous, and it has a pretty hefty price tag. And so... A lot of times I'm really this sneaky little thing and I put it in my, in my shopping bag and I wait, I wait and I wait and I wait until it goes on sale. <laughs> like <laughs> I, I, this may be too much information, but I don't care. I'm going to share anyway. So I had found this, um, like over Valentine's day, they had this like really, really cute bralette in this pair of like underwear and I absolutely loved them. I loved them, but they were like together. They were like, like 80 bucks to buy this, this set. And I'm just like, I mean, even if I had 80 like to spend on it, I'm, I'm such a cheapskate. So I'm like, I just wait and wait and wait and wait and wait. And then finally it went on sale and I got, I think I got both pieces for like, maybe 25 I'm not sure and it was so much fun because um I have the app on my phone and I have Apple Pay and I just went blink and then it was a done deal and it came within like days it was so much fun but anyway so they had sent me out this notice that they were having a sale and so last night I um I had put three things in my cart and they were really really inexpensive but you know, I was thinking about going on this trip <laughs> and, and it's going to cost a little bit of money. And so I'm like, oh, you know, I don't think I should buy these. But there was this, this, um, bag and some, some of you have been following me would know that I absolutely love these little handbags. Um, that like, cause sometimes girls, like when we go out, we don't want to take a purse. Like our purse is like, pretty heavy and has a whole bunch of stuff in it and so we like to have like this these little handbags and um and they had this handbag and I just loved it it's just the perfect size like it, it would have my cell phone my wallet my glasses because sometimes when I go out honestly I don't want to see I I actually wear trifocals which I blame my dad on. <laughs> I remember my dad used to wear trifocals. And it was so funny because, like, when you first get them, you're not sure where to look, frankly. Um, I had gotten bifocals um, first. So what ended up happening was I, I had to use readers for years. But I 
I started to be able to not see as well far. So when I was driving, especially at night, like the signs were blurry and it was getting kind of bad. And so I went to the ophthalmologist and he, um, he actually told me that I would not have passed a driving test with the way that my eyes were. So he prescribed me, um, bifocals. So I get these bifocals, but I can't see a computer screen. I actually, I can see close so I can read, but I, and I use a computer a lot for my work. And so, um, I ended up getting trifocals. How did I get on this subject? Oh, cause when I go out, when I go out, sometimes I, I just, I literally don't want to see like I, there's people, I live in a really small town, so sometimes I like take them off so I can just sort of experience something and not, and not see clearly. That's why I'd said I put my glasses in my, in my purse. So anyway, I had bought this, um, this little handbag and I decided to get two. It was pretty inexpensive. So I got one for my daughter who, <laughs> She comes to visit me. She doesn't live with me anymore, but she comes to visit me. And she came to visit me one day. And I'm like pulling out all these clothes for my trip to Canada. I'm like, I want to take this and this. And I was just so excited. And then I had these handbags and I had bought this one little, little bag. And this bag, well, they're actually called crossbodies because they have these straps so that you can, um, cross your body with these this little strap you don't have to wear it that way but they call them cross bodies and and I had bought this one and it actually could barely hold a chapstick (laughs) but it was so cute I had to have it and my daughter was like looking at it like she loved it and I felt really bad like maybe I should give it to her but so I bought my daughter this crossbody purse and, and I ended up texting her last night and sending her a picture. Oh, I bought this for you. And, and now it's in the mail. It's in the mail. It's coming. And that's how it is. That's how it is with our desires. I mean, Jesus said, going back to Jesus, he said, ask and it is given. Knock and the door will be opened for you. So we ask and it is always given. It's just the process of waiting can be, especially when we're not sure what it's going to look like. But I want to talk about that because this is another thing that Wayne Dyer said. He talked about whether we believe that the universe or God is is for us or against us. He didn't say it in that way, but I've talked extensively about how we put human attributes on God. Or we put, we believe that God is like our parent, like our, 
and our parents were flawed, some of them more flawed than others. And so if we had a parent who consistently told us we were not worth anything, we believe that God would believe that. And so when we ask God, it's like we're asking our parent and, and, and so we, we believe we have to beg. We believe we have to sacrifice. We have to do something. And in all actuality, when my son asks me for Ben and Jerry's fish food ice cream, he doesn't have to do anything. I don't sit and say, oh, is my son worthy? Is my son worthy of, of Ben and Jerry's fish food ice cream? No, I just go get him the benefit Ben and Jerry's fish food ice cream or whatever he asked me for. But my son is like, a really, really, really sweet young man, and he hardly ever asks me for anything ever, 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 <laughs> because he worries about me, because I've always, you know, it's it's been, you know, as a single mom, it was like, financially, it was a struggle, and I'm just going to say that, because I had not learned these skills, I had not learned these skills yet, I hadn't, and so he was always worried about asking me for anything. <laughs> when he did, though, like I remember he asked me for a, I think it was a, may have been an Xbox, I'm not sure, but he asked me for some gaming, and I would find a way to get it. He might have to wait a few paychecks, but I would save the money, and I would find a way to get it. And I told him that. I told my children that, that we, we would find a way to get what they wanted, that we may not be able to get it right that hot minute, but we would find a way. And so, but going back to this idea, like I, and I think that, that I'm breaking through these, we have these beliefs that we don't even know we have them. They're so woven in our, our bodies and in our psyche that we don't even know that we have this blockage in the abundance that is coming to us. Yesterday, I was listening to Gary Vee. I've been listening to his live streaming every day. Um, either on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook, but mostly on Instagram. And yesterday this, this woman was on and she was talking about how she's was trying to start this fundraiser to raise money for first responders. And she said to him, you cannot imagine the amount of negative feedback I got. And all these people were saying these really, really, really negative things to her. And Gary Vee gave her like the best idea. He said, you don't listen to the positive. You don't listen to compliments. So that you don't have to listen 
to the negative feedback either. So you don't get the payoff from the from the positive so that you get the deficit from the negative. And so he sort of lives, he says, I live in a place of humility. He said it's a really weird place. He talked about how he lives in this place of being absolutely amazing and absolutely nothing all at the same time. And I say this and I mention this because this comes to mind for me too. Like sometimes I'll, I'll be like, well, nobody wants to read my book. Like nobody, nobody cares about your subject matter, you know? Um, and this is like really, really negative self-talk and I know where it came from. And undoing that, just undoing that. And sometimes we don't go from nobody's going to buy my book to my, my book is the best book in the world and everybody wants it. Sometimes we go to, well, let's just see what happens. Let's just see how this goes. Let's just see, you know, and it's already written. It's already written, so there's no point in, you know, let's just see what happens. But, and so basically, what happens is, is we ask, and it is given, and then there's this gap. But recently, I've been thinking about that. I've been thinking about that. That, so... In my case, I didn't just, I'm not just trying out for, for the middle school soccer team. I didn't just try out for that. I, I have been practicing soccer for years. I've been training. I had a practice, I have a practice of, of, you know, of working out, doing my footwork every day, um, going to practice three days a week. Um, I have aspirations to possibly try out for the U.S. team. Like, and so, and so what I'm trying to say, I don't play soccer. <laughs> I was just using a metaphor. But my goals are lofty goals. And I train for them. I practice for them. I put in effort toward them. Actually, because I love them. I absolutely love them. I love, I love to write. I love to talk about God. I love to talk about the nature of reality. I love to contemplate these ideas and, and figure them out. I, I absolutely love doing these podcasts. I love sharing these ideas with other people. And I absolutely love what I'm doing. And I'm, but my goals are lofty and, I, and I'm willing to do what it takes. I'm willing to put in the work. I'm willing to 
do what it takes to be successful. Whatever success is. And for me, success is right now is learning how to just enjoy the gap and knowing that I absolutely, I, I believe that God cannot be other than love. And so what would love do in a situation like me asking? I can't imagine <laughs> that which created me, not, not actually giving me whatever it is that, I, that I'm wanting. I just can't even imagine that. I mean, just speaking for myself, you know, like Jesus said, I believe, I don't know verbatim, but I believe he said something of the nature of, would God give you a stone? He said, even you, like parents who are evil, (laughs) like give to your children. Well, I don't consider myself necessarily evil you know, I, and I'm not God. However, I want to give to my children. I absolutely love giving to my children. I love it. I like asking them what I want, what they would like to eat and going and making it. I absolutely love giving to my children. And so it's like, I, I believe that it says somewhere that it's God's joy to give to us. I mean, can you imagine how fun that would be to be able to have all the resources to, to, and the power to grant people's wishes? I mean, how fun would that be as a God? You know, and oftentimes we don't ask, you know, we don't ask. We've been told that asking is greedy. That's greedy. It's greedy to ask. I know that that has come into my mind quite a bit when I think of something that I would like. And not necessarily asking God, but asking a person how greedy that would sound to ask them for that. And so not asking because I don't want to seem greedy. (laughs) (laughs) yeah all these beliefs that we have that are just really kind of silly these beliefs that we've been just taught by society I mean not even our parents like just society I mean the way our churches you know the churches tell us you know oh money is the root of all evil like no money is really nice It is so nice to have money. It is incredibly wonderful to be able to buy things and buy other people things and enjoy this life. Being poor is a, is a, is not good. It is really awful. (laughs) I know. And so, and so, anyway, so I'm learning how to embrace this and like enjoying the, the process. Like one of the things that, that Abraham Hicks had said was, she was talking about, I guess she lived in Arizona for a while and, 
and driving, like she said specifically driving to San Diego. So they would go, you know, on these trips and they would, um, the process of getting there. And like, and if you remember, I remember every year we used to go to Oklahoma because most of my family was in Oklahoma, like greater family, like my cousins and grandmas. And, and we, we would drive and we, the three of my sisters and I would be stuck in the in the back seat of the car back like there was a time where there was no seat belts I mean honestly <laughs> where they had these seat belts that were like super clunky this is aging me but it's just the truth um and they were they were made out of <laughs> they were made out of metal <laughs> and, and in Phoenix in the summer they're so hot they would like burn your skin um anyway <laughs> And I was always stuck in the middle seat of the back because I was the youngest. So my sisters would get the windows back. Like, we didn't have air conditioning in our car, so like we'd always have the windows open and our hair would be blowing. <laughs> I'm just having this memory. It was so funny. And my dad, you know, like, my dad would be driving and... <laughs> We would, we would be in the back seat, and we would start to fight. Of course, you know, three girls, and um, and my dad would say, <laughs> my dad was the sweetest man, but he'd say, "I'm gonna whop you one." He would say, <laughs> "I actually don't remember him ever whopping me one," but <laughs> it's so funny. Anyway, but it was all, it was kind of a, and I remember, I, I know I'm expanding on this, but it was so funny. It was back when McDonald's just started, like the first McDonald's ever, must have been during my lifetime. They didn't used to have fast food. I know it's like younger people like, what? There was no McDonald's? Yeah, there was a time on the planet where there was no McDonald's. And I remember... We used to stop at McDonald's and like getting a McDonald's hamburger was like this great big treat. <laughs> and I remember that hamburger. It's just so weird. Just having all this flood of memories. So I guess that the actual trip wasn't as bad as I thought it was. But just thinking about your children when you're taking a trip. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? They start saying it like an hour in. And to get to Oklahoma from Arizona was like, um, was like 24 hours. It was like an entire day. Um, and it was a really boring drive, I have to say. It was such a boring drive. Um, <laughs> and so that's the thing. Is it going to be an enjoyable or is it going to be, what's it going to be like? What is the adventure, like the the driving there? I remember um, for three years in a row, I took my children to San Diego for spring break. <clears throat> and I have all of these wonderful memories. But the last time, the last time was so funny because we took a different route. Or maybe this was the middle trip. It doesn't matter. Anyway... We, we took this, this really weird route, and I remember there was this part of the trip where there was no, 
like cell towers, so there was no music, there was no radio. And of course I had CDs, but my children don't like my CDs. They didn't like the music that I listened to. And so um, my son was really funny. My oldest son would say, well, it doesn't really matter, Mom, except for that Mexican music. <laughs> and it was so funny. So we're like in the middle of like these sand dunes and we, and we, um, and we, I find a little bit of radio and the only radio I can find was this Mexican music, like literally in Spanish. And so we start blaring it and we, the three of us just start laughing. My youngest son and my oldest son and I were just laughing hilariously. We, we would sort of make the best of our, the driving part. <laughs> And I remember I, the sad part was every time that I would drive back, I would cry. I would start to just weep. And the boys were like, my children were like, Mom, are you okay? Because it was like coming back. Like, I, I don't know, I'm just having this memory come in. Just It was like coming back and I wanted a different life. I didn't want the life I was leading. I wanted a different life. Super interesting. <clears throat> but anyway, so making that trip, making the trip, because then we're always going to want to go on another one. But making our life that, making our life, everything that we're doing, being a joy and and right now I am really enjoying it I, I I had shared in the beginning of this podcast that I woke up this morning woke up in the middle of the night with ideas and I'm I'm gonna act on them and I'm just and life is just so great it's so great and I'm actually considering making another one of those cakes <laughs> Except I don't know about you guys, but I think I've gained some weight in this quarantine. <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, I've been exercising. I've been going downtown and walking with my friend and hiking, and I did some butte this week. But I'm like, am I, I feel like I've maybe gained some weight, which really, really doesn't matter except that quite frankly, I feel better in my skin when I'm lighter. I feel better in my skin when I'm lighter. So that's, that's why I like to, um, I feel better in my clothes. I just feel better when I'm, when I'm lighter and I've been breaking a lot of my dietary rules. And so, <laughs> oh, but anyway, I'm going to end this podcast. I appreciate you listening so much. But the point of it was for us to learn to know that it's already on its way. Like my crossbody bags are on their way. They're in the mail. When I order from free people, I know it's going to get here. And not only is it going to get here, 
they send things in the most beautiful packaging. They don't just send things in an ugly bag. I'm just saying their bags are so beautiful. And and then knowing that it is coming and enjoying the process, enjoying the process of waiting and knowing that we have a God who loves us and you can call it universe, call it creator, whatever, but whatever is out there completely loves us and wants to give us the desires of our heart. wants to give us the desires of our heart. And changing our beliefs about it will just change our lives. And so I will be giving you updates about how all this is going for me. Because I am learning to master these skills. (laughs) And enjoying the process of mastering them. Because you know what? It is so much fun to watch everything work out. It is so incredibly fun to watch everything work out. (laughs) And that's